Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 402nd ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is the NBA and NHL returning nonstop with yesterday's electrifying Celtics Blazers game making it feel for me personally that sports was really back by presenting a super, super exciting game. The Celtics led by 24 points uh, and then trailed into the in the fourth quarter and then won at the end as both teams were just simply up and down the floor, draining threes and having all types of spectacular plays. It was just uh, riveting riveting uh, and told me once and for all the NBA was back and we were getting NBA action like I'm used to. Uh, didn't seem weird without the crowd and I think they're doing uh, along with hockey a nice job with their virtual fans that type of thing. So I thought that was great. Um, but it was good to have just a Exciting game for which I had great interest being based up here in Boston. And it was just really, uh, you know, as good a game as I've seen. And there have been lots of choices over the last few days. Uh, Jason Tatum rebounded from his horrible first game loss to the Bucks. Damian Lillard was downright unconscious draining threes, um, and being all over the floor. And then, but the real hero at the, in the fourth quarter for the Celtics was Jalen Brown as he was just all over the court again, draining threes and, uh, and just looking terrific. So, uh, so it was just great to see a game like that. Uh, I guess the best thing I can say, especially in the second half, there was never a moment when I was watching it, uh, missing fans, that type of thing, thinking it didn't seem like a normal uh, NBA, we'll call it a quasi-playoff game. Um, So, uh, very encouraging for what lies ahead, because as I said at the top, it's uh, nonstop 
think there's four or five games today. They start at like 1.30 and another 90 minutes Eastern time. And, uh, and you know, they just go all day, all night. It's, it's just awesome. Um, and certainly feeding the starved sports fans as far as uh, who have been without sports, live sports, uh, for the better part of four or four and a half months. And by that, I mean like, you know, the four major team sports in North America. Well, my low light of the week is the Boston Bruins getting manhandled by the Philadelphia Flyers yesterday in the first round robin game. Uh, goalie Tuka Rask was out, so they went with their backup goalie. It showed uh, in, in the 4-1 to loss. Uh, I mean, Halak played okay, but you would have wanted to have Tuka out there, of course. Um, especially after such a long layoff and then to have like him uh, injured and not be able to play yesterday. So that was disheartening for fans up here in Boston. And uh, But make no mistake about it, the Flyers uh, look good. They earned the victory. Bruins basically looked somewhat listless, you know, apart from the goalie situation. So, again, that was... Uh, uh, not good, not good at all. And uh, this, the, the 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 Bruins are in the round robin, as are the Flyers, of course. Capitals and Lightning are playing, I believe, today. And uh, and so, uh, you know, the Bruins had the best record in the league. I think they were ahead of everybody by like eight points. So clearly, they would have had home ice in normal circumstances uh, throughout the playoffs. And, uh, you know, not that home ice is a factor now, but certainly getting a higher seed to face a theoretically lesser opponent is paramount. My bizarre story of the week is uh, the continued positive tests in Major League Baseball with the St. Louis Cardinals now experiencing an outbreak. Um, It's, you know, very disheartening for baseball. Of course, they had the Florida Marlins situation. They haven't played since last Monday, I I believe, um, or perhaps Sunday. And it appears I saw something this morning where they – Zero Marlins tested positive, so that's encouraging. But now we have an outbreak in with the Cardinals. Uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred of MLB, uh, you know, basically threw the players under the bus and saying they need to be better, which apparently, according to reports from like Buster Olney of ESPN, they uh, uh, infuriated the players. So... Manford even referenced, you know, potentially ending the season, but then he he walked that back over the weekend. But feeling a little shaky there in Major League Baseball. And I'm sure everybody, especially the NFL, is watching that very closely since they're both not in a bubble and playing outside, which theoretically should be a good thing, playing outside. So, and going back to the bubble, you'd have to say that right now, you know, 
the NBA and NHL bubble seem to be playing, going pretty well uh, on the coronavirus front. So we shall see. Um, Red Sox got swept by the Yankees over the weekend, and Aaron Judge is just on a roll, home runs in five straight games. Uh, I, like setting or tying all-time Yankee records, um, which is saying something. And uh, and then he hit the game winner last night in the bottom of the eighth, just an absolute shot. Way up in the bleachers, empty bleachers, I might add, at Yankee Stadium. And... Uh, so, yeah, so that was uh, <clears throat> very disheartening. The Red Sox are not looking good, and the Yankees are looking terrific. Uh, New York Bets had, Mets had an interesting weekend with uh, Cespedes, one of their stars, basically not showing up yesterday. And then when they uh, finally found him, Guess he was in his hotel and opted out for the season due to coronavirus. So that was sort of an unusual situation. Uh, I just watched Cespedes play last week when the Sox were down in New York to play the Mets. So uh, just an odd situation, but we're living in odd times. So uh, nothing seems too surprising these days. And... uh, and, you know, we'll just see how it goes from here. But uh, never a dull moment, but good to have uh, some team sports back. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Want to play the ponies and win? At Winning Ponies, we go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, and handicappers. The Winning Ponies Radio Show with John Englehart, racing's regular guy, is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Catch us live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. Win prizes just for calling in. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. 
VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one. 1- 866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Yeah, good morning, John. Glad to be on your show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, I appreciate you uh, calling in as always, and I was thinking of you Last evening, as Justin Thomas came back from a crowded leaderboard to win fairly handily at the uh, St. Jude Classic down in Memphis, and uh, and that makes two weeks in a row that Alabama alumni have won the PGA Tour stop. Uh, of course, last week, Michael Thompson won, and then yesterday, Justin Thomas won, and you're an Alabama man. I couldn't help but think of you immediately as Jim Nance voiced that very uh, statement on TV to Alabama players, alumni in a row winning PGA tournament stops. Uh, AP, I'm guessing this is something that not hap- doesn't happen every day or every week. Yeah, I don't think so, John. I I, I don't know. I'd have to look it up in the history books. But uh, and I also I think uh, way back when Dickie Pride won that, that St. Jude. I think Dickie Pride from Alabama won that years ago. Uh, he's another one from University of Alabama. But, yeah, you know, Justin Thomas and, and uh, Michael Thompson, uh, I saw them, one of their earlier performances, John, at the Travelers event, which we always covered. And, um, right. you know, Justin was a shop maker. He was cool. He, he just had a, 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 like it was like a premonition. You thought he was going to be a good a good golfer on that tour. You, you thought that, you know, he came out early, I think, as a junior, if I recall, and he had confidence, and his dad's his coach, you know, from Kentucky, and his dad was with him that, that weekend for the, um, for the uh, you know, Travelers Championship. So, um, sure. you know, you know he's, he was just a confident player, and, you know, that glimmer in his eye, and you just felt that he was a guy that was going to make it on the tour big. You, you, you know, I didn't think he was just going to be on this, but I thought he was going to make it big. And AP, he did make it big because yesterday was uh, it was golf history to a degree because <laughs> he became only the, the youngest player to earn 13 tour victories, uh, getting, getting there at the youngest age, uh, behind joining only two others, Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods. Now, that's saying something. I mean, that's just Being an that incredible same statistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, of all the golfers, John, think of the hist- history of the game, and there's two people, and Justin Thomas is in that sentence. Yeah, there's no other list in the world you, of golf that you'd rather join to become the third person on than any list that includes 
<laughs> Jack Nicklaus and Tiger Woods, period. <laughs> the consensus, two best players in the history of golf. Uh, no one will question that. You can go back and forth on who you like better, but you know, they're, no one disagrees that they're the two best ever. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's just an amazing statistic. And let's not forget that Justin Thomas just a few weeks ago had a, uh, you know, a meltdown of sorts and giving up, I think, a three-shot lead with three or four <coughs> holes to go uh, at the work, Workday Classic, Workday Golf Tournament, out in, I believe, right. at Jack's Place out in Dublin, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. he referenced it yesterday in the post-match interview and basically said, you know, if that doesn't happen to him a couple weeks ago, yesterday's victory breaking away from a pack which at one point midway through the back nine had six players i believe tied at 11 under for the lead and jt was one of them but uh but yeah so i mean he's a great interview and uh, you know he's a likable guy good personality and i think that you know everybody loved him when he was you know walking with the players in that charity match back uh, back a month or two ago, when you know it was uh, uh, Tiger and Peyton Manning versus Tom Brady and Phil, and JT was you know walking on the course with him and whatnot, and you know he's an announcer, he was in the media for a day, and he really <laughs> came across well, very likable, he's funny, and a little back and forth with Charles Barkley, the whole bit, it was great, and. Uh, so suddenly, you know, you know, you factor that in, you know, where everybody got a chance to see his personality. Now you have this history-making win, um, heading to the PGA, which he won a few years back. Uh, PGA this week out in Harding Park in San Francisco, the first major since the pandemic. And AP, suddenly, you know, you're not talking star. You're talking superstar here, like household name type stuff. Yeah, I, I, is he number one right now, John? I think. Is it, is no, he's the, yeah. Oh yeah, minor detail. I forgot to mention. He's the number. He's now the number one player in the world. <laughs> I forgot that little. I'm glad you said that. Thank you. Yeah, you no, saved he, me again. You know, when he had that had, had that melt meltdown, you know, a few weeks ago, he had the personality that if he could do anything about uh, changing changing that outcome, he would, and he and he did. So but he, I think he's going to be around for a long time. And like I said, his dad was a golf coach and uh, up in Kentucky. And he came out early. And like I said, you don't you don't come out early when you're a successful college golfer unless you really believe in yourself. And right. and he's proven to be. I mean, he's the number one golfer. I mean, he's what's his age? Twenty five, twenty six, whatever he is. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been interesting too. You know where, you know. He's buddy. There's a, a group of buddies there of, that includes Justin Thomas and, uh, of course, Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler, among others. And they pal around together. And, you know, we all remember what Jordan Spieth did with that amazing run of, I think, three majors in the span of whatever, a year or two. And, uh, and you know, Justin Thomas is perhaps his best friend or one of them you know, was was watching all this, you know, and there's no question he's a self-confident guy. Uh, you have to be yes. in any pro sport. And, you know, but there he was watching his buddy just like vault 
to the top of the golf world in an incredible run of again over the course of a year or two three majors and uh and now suddenly you know the tables have turned a little bit where jordan spieth has not been able to find uh the winner's circle in a long long time and uh and here's justin thomas just frankly has blown right by him not on the majors but on certainly number of tournament victories um and I truly believe, based on everything I've, I've seen between the two, that you know they're seriously rooting for each other, but they also have a healthy competition. And uh, so, yeah, it's great to see. It really is. He's uh, he's just really a uh, you know a likable guy, and uh, and someone that I, I think really introduced himself to America on that you know charity match with uh, the way he just interacted with, you know, Brady, Manning, Tiger, and uh, and Phil, and also Charles Barkley, who was announcing that day. So, you know, uh, again, he, he's now uh, clearly a superstar of the game. And most importantly, AP, he rolls into the PGA, a tournament he's won uh, here beginning this week. Or arriving or en route to San Francisco as we speak for, you know, what's going to be an epic major just simply because, again, it's the, uh, you know, the first major since the pandemic started. Um, So, yeah, so I don't know. You'd have to think he's a favorite big time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John, you know, you're mentioning Jordan and Justin. You know, that, that goes back to when Alabama lost to Texas. Uh, in, a, in a tight match, and Jordan Spieth, I, he might have hit a winning shot or something. Uh, really, they beat, like beat the Alabama three to two. Yeah, yeah. The, in the championship, it was three to two. They beat Alabama, and uh, Texas that. claimed their first first championship in forty years. And I think Alabama went on to win maybe once or twice after that. But that was a real tough loss. So as he seen Jordan um, get in his uh, Cheerios once or twice, right? I mean. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, he had a chance to uh, have a championship of his own at Alabama. And um, but so that goes back way. And I'm sure they, they were probably on the junior circuit together, I guess. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm thinking because, you know, those golfers, they know each other since they're about, you know, about Ten. 14 or so. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question about yeah. that. That's uh, <clears throat> that's the way the world of sports works, like AAU for golf or whatever you want to call it, youth football, all of it. They, everybody knows each other. Midway through high school, yeah. at latest by now, and uh, and you know a little sidelight by the way yesterday was you know he fought off Brooks Kepka although Brooks Kepka basically self destructed, um, but yeah he uh, you know Brooks Kepka basically double bogey the easiest hole in the course sixteen I believe and. Then he drained an incredibly long putt, incredibly long, to uh, move within one shot of Justin Thomas and then hit his next shot, the tee shot immediately following that amazing putt, into the water. And that was that. (laughs) Tournament over, Justin (laughs) Thomas wins. It was just that simple. But, you know, I mean, here comes a major, and boy, you got to be watching out for Brooks Kepka. But if you had to think that, you know, clearly two of the favorites would have been JT and Brooks Kepka, 
And now suddenly, you know, JT would seem to have a bit of an edge psychologically after what went on in the last couple of holes yesterday. And uh, But yeah, we're not used to seeing Brooks Kepka, you know, self-destruct like that. I mean, it was just incredible, <laughs> you know. You know, especially the way yeah, he it, bounced back mm. from his horrible hole to drain the putt, and you're thinking, oh, here we go. And then he puts the next yeah. shot in the drink, and it got wet, tournament over instantly. And so, yeah, so <laughs> crazy. <clears throat> yeah, it happens to the best of them, John. It uh, does. You play this sport long enough, and you're going to have some meltdowns where. You just can't seem to turn it around on the next hole and it just keeps piling up. Yes, well, you know, and we need, we were talking Jordan Spieth, of course, and we need look no further than Jordan Spieth standing on the 12th tee at Augusta with a vice grip on his second Masters in a row, and then we're talking rare air here. And we all know what happened. He he he, he put two in the water or whatever, and... Uh, and that ended his tournament, and it's the kind of thing that you could make the case has haunted him ever since. I mean, so it can, you just said it perfectly. It can happen to the best of them. And uh, so it's, uh, again, I, I'm excited for this week, a uh, major. Just, again, we're all looking for these little marks of return to normalcy in sports. And, you know, the 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 PGA has done very well with their restart, to say the least. Very well, with despite some hiccups early on. <clears throat> but now it seems to have generally smoothed out. And, you know, they get this major behind them. Um, and, boy, you just have to take your hats off to them. Like, they're really doing it right. And it's not a shocker. They have an inherent advantage. And golf is a, quote, socially distant sport as it is. So they have a lot to work with and they're doing well with it. So they deserve a lot of credit. They really do. Yeah. John, I think golf is a sport that's conducive to watching on TV with the minimal totally. fans, right? It's usually quiet, quiet, but yes. I mean, you know, I mean, there's big crowds of course, but you can watch it and, and it'd be quiet throughout most of the event until you get to the 18th. And if you don't have it at the 18th, now you you miss it, but it's not something that's, um, inhibits you from watching the sport not at all not at all you know for me personally it's uh you you know it's sort of my elevator music there's nothing else on that i want to watch and gosh no and we're talking sports of course and gosh knows it's been a long long time since there has been you know so the last six weeks since their golf restart i just throw it on my tv as like the elevator music you know uh of when i'm uh you know, doing other things, working whatever, and I just put it on the background, very soothing and and whatnot. So, uh, you know, I, I don't miss the fans at all in golf. There's been a couple super big, unbelievable shots like Kepka's yesterday where you'd just love to have seen the fan reaction, whether it was Justin Thomas who exploded. That, that was another thing from the workday when he drained the long putt and then, you know... Uh, his opponent drained an e- not equally long, but a long enough putt to send it to sudden death. But Justin Thomas let out a war whoop with that. So again, just another uh, you know display of his personality, which was pretty cool. But yeah, we would have liked fans on those particular putts. That's for sure. 
Yeah, that's something that you'll miss, but but the fact that they're playing golf and people are enjoying watching, that's, I mean, to have any sport right now and they're not all infected with the virus, that's, that's very difficult. I mean, so you're lucky. Absolutely. <laughs> any victor- no victory is too, too small. Completing a round, completing an event, again, they're all small victories on the march toward normalcy. And AP, hard to believe, we've already completed our first segment. Still have a lot more to get to on the other side. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America presents a new kind of health awareness talk show, the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. Show host Sharon Kleina interviews leading scientists to discover how each of us can become proactive in protecting our personal health environment in an increasingly unhealthy world. Every show offers new information that could save your life. The Sharon Kleiner Hour is health from an environmental perspective. Your ultimate source for a personal environmental lifestyle. Listen Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel and Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And AP, you and I love our college football, and 
fascinating situation arose over the weekend or late last week where uh, uh, Pac-12 football players, uh, basically a group of them, uh, threatened to opt out of the season uh, due to a number of concerns. And I'll just go down the list um, of their demands, which is basically... Uh, player-approved health and safety standards enforced by a third party selected by players to address COVID-19 and serious injury, comma, abuse, and death. Next, 50% of the sports revenue distributed evenly to athletes. Third, <laughs> medical insurance for six years after college. Fourth, reduced pay of Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott, coaches, administrators. Lastly, 2% of revenue to support financial aid for low-income black students and community initiatives. And uh, yeah, and basically AP, you'll like this. I'm reading it off uh, al.com, which I believe is alabama.com. And you guys love your college football yeah. down here, so I'm not surprised. I just oh, yes. went no. searching for yeah, the they- demands and and there you have it. Uh, apparently, there was 13 Pac-12 players from 10 schools, a couple stars in there, and AP. It's, uh, you know, and what I last heard was that I think they posted it um, on the Players' Tribune, but yet the Pac-12 which gave a very, what I thought would be a pretty gracious response, said they hadn't received the demands directly, but were open-minded and whatnot to receiving them and whatever. And uh, But AP, those are, yeah, college players have becoming more emboldened in recent uh, years and certainly in recent yes, months. Yes. But this is like yes. really... Um, these demands are attention getters. That's for sure. Yeah, I think that goes way beyond any that I've seen historically, um, and they're specific as well. But John, you know, I always bring up the fact that if you're eligible for the Pell Grant, you get about fifty-five hundred. Now they implemented the total cost of attendance, so based on your school, you know, it could be three thousand, could be five, six thousand. So if you get five thousand, that's another ten thousand plus. So what I always say is, look. We're going to give you the ten thousand dollars, which you 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 qualify. Now, if you're taking the ten thousand dollars and sending it all home, there's nothing that could be done because, from your point of view, you always want more. Mm-hmm. You know, because the ten thousand dollars is supposed to be for you at school to take care of everything. Okay, it's not for everybody at home. I mean, that's a different right. situation. Now, to dictate to the commissioner and the coaches to tell them about their salaries, I don't think that's happening. And then as we all know, next year, they're supposed to have the chance to have endorsements, and that's going to be brought up probably in January at the convention. I mean, that's the goal. So you're, you're going to get your chance to make money. If you think you're worth something, we're going to find out on the open market. I mean, it's not in somebody's you know, figment of their imagination. We're going to find out next year. Correct. Finally, you're the you're the you're, you know you're you're a, a mid range level talent from Washington University wide receiver. 
and you go on the open market and you don't you don't get too many offers, there's nothing you could do. You know, Correct. so I mean this idea this idea that they want to share in the revenue of the university, you know, you don't build those stadiums for five cents. That's I mean, for sure. Those are hundreds of millions of dollars in those and all those workout rooms I and mean, all that academic support. I mean that that costs some money. Now, is there bloated salaries in college athletics? Sure. I don't dispute that at all, but uh, I'm trying to say you're going to get some of that money. Um, who's going to come up with a system to, play the sec- to, to pay the second string right guard? Correct. Yes. I mean, it's, it is complicated, but it's also overdue, I feel. Um, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. So, I, I, go ahead. You know, you know, John. When you're 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 looking to pay the players, you think the quarterback's going to be satisfied getting the same as a third string uh, left guard or an offensive tackle or a kicker? Or you think that's going to happen? I mean, you know that the quarterback can say, "Well, I'm bringing this amount of money. I'm I'm doing this, all these uh, various things. I want more money." Well, that that's professional football. Absolutely, yeah. and we all know what the quarterbacks get paid in professional football. It's just uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You look back no further than Patrick Mahomes' new contract. No, no, and so you, you're never going to satisfy players. I don't believe because they're going to they're going to uh, split amongst themselves. Correct. Correct. Exactly. They're not going to be they're, they're not going to be galvanized as a team. I mean, they always say that, you know, we do all these things for the team. But I'm telling you, football players, you know, that's why their union is not the best. Right, right. And, you know, that's why they're, uh, you know, when you're when you're not getting paid, everything's, you know, at a on an even keel. But even though the quarterback is the one getting more interviews and get more attention and more headlines, we all know that. But, you, you know, uh, as Tony Kornheiser likes to say, um, pardon the interruption, and uh, attributing it to famous TV exec Don Olmeyer, the answer to all your questions is money. <laughs> and, right, you know, right. That's, and I, I that's just, right. I and, that. and, and, and how, it's, yeah, how it's distributed, John, right? Exactly. Exactly. And now we're about to introduce uh, money into collegiate sports, it appears. Um, I'll believe it when I see it, quite frankly, even though I realize the likeness, image and likeness and all that, it seems to be yes. a slam dunk on its way. But uh, I'm going to say it again. I'll believe it when I see it, when I, you know, in practice. Um, but it does appear like it's uh, a fait accompli, but you never know. Um but yeah, it's just uh, again just really startling, you know. Fifty percent of a sports revenue distributed evenly to athletes. I mean, you know, that raises up the question, AP. You know, as we all know, college football pays for all the other sports, uh, aside from basketball, for the most part. And uh, in some areas of the country, like here, hockey. But generally speaking, football. Uh, pays for the, most of the other sports, and so you, you know. So, how does fifty percent of a sports revenue distributed evenly to athletes even, you know, carry over to non-football sports and things like that? Uh, all of it is just, you know, 
medical insurance for six years after college. Now, keep in mind, AP, you know, player-approved health and safety standards and all that uh, with Yeah, I think that's COVID. reasonable, the, the, the standards. You know, I think that's reasonable, the standards for health and everything, safety and health. And Now, six years beyond your college career, is that too much? Is it? I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's pretty good while. That's a pretty good wow, exactly, right, AP? And let's keep in mind, AP, you know, and I agree with you totally. You cannot, for lack of a better word, over-insure or over-commit to keeping these players safe during this unprecedented health crisis. But AP, it was only a month or two ago, a few months ago, we started hearing, and I'm thinking it's still out there, that college players, you know, have to sign and, you know, an agreement that the university that they're, they're practicing and playing for is not uh, responsible Liable. if they catch COVID. Yeah, I, I, I didn't, I haven't seen any stories about that lately, that that was Correct. mandatory, John, or not. I haven't, you know, followed up with it, but that that makes the universities look bad. Very much so, uh, right. And all I'm trying to say is, is that, you know, we were there just a few months ago if we're not there now. And I, I, I'm like you, I haven't seen much about this lately. So I don't know if it went away or everybody complied. Mm. Just not sure. But, you know, it was out there. So to go from there to what they're asking for, which is basically guarantees, so to speak, or close to it, um, then, you know, that, that's a bigger leap than it might first appear in the list of demands, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So, yeah, well, AP, it's uh, uh, at the end of our second segment together. They go quickly, especially when we have uh, hot takes like this stuff. Um, but why don't we take our final break, and we'll have a few more things to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Join Chris Epting every week for the moment. Chris talks to some of the most amazing people you'll ever meet, including authors, artists, and athletes. And that's just the A-list. These celebrities and public figures have interesting stories that all showcase the moments that their lives took a certain dramatic turn, changing them forever and shaping them to be the person that they were meant to be. Listen for The Moment with Chris Epting, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. On Read My Lips Radio, producer and host, a.k.a. Radio Red, invites you to eavesdrop on her live, unscripted conversations with smart, savvy, creative people as she discovers what makes them tick, where they find their inspiration, when creativity first became their passion, and how their creative process can inspire the rest of us to think out of the box. Enjoy, a.k.a. Radio Red's always lively, cool conversations with creatives. Mondays at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Oh, how those lips can talk. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? 
It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England. Along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week. And each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio. Live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1 866 472 5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is the PGA Championship this week out at Harding Park in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. AP, we started with golf and we'll kind of end with golf here, at least to start our final segment. And uh, yeah, they just showed highlights on ESPN of... <laughs> Tiger Woods, and I believe it was Rory McIlroy, but certainly Tiger, I guess, did a practice round yesterday. Uh, we're all anxious to watch Tiger performing in the first major uh, being held since the pandemic, and uh, and of course, Justin Thomas rolling in off yesterday's victory, Brooks Kepka rolling in off yesterday's debacle <laughs> um, for him at the end. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it's going to be fun, AP, and I just saw where, uh, you know, that ESPN is going to have some bonus coverage, so they're kind of teaming up with, uh, you know, with CBS on this one. So uh, we're going to get a lot of golf here in the next seven days. Again, can't overstate it or say it uh, too often, first major since the pandemic this will mark for the pga which has had what i consider a successful return uh you know to their game during the pandemic uh but this will be a major milestone for them ap just to you know play it and you know complete it and hopefully it has all the excitement that we're used to with a major um so Good for them. I, I hope it all works out for them. Yeah, I think so too, John. I mean, the, the golf, like I said, it's really conducive to uh, being on television with very few people because um, I don't know. That's individual type of sports. So, absolutely, it was uh, no pun intended, tailor made <laughs> for uh, <laughs> or you know being really in effect the first sport. Turn. I know NASCAR was in there as well, but uh, you know it's not just. I mean, there's other. You know, not just the PGA. There's other golf 
you know, leagues, if you will, around the world that are also playing. And uh, so, again, yeah, it, it is, you know, I mean, uh, up here in Massachusetts, which is the last state in America to open for golf, which was creating major angst here as the weather got nicer in May and every other course, every other state had opened their courses and here we were alone, the weather was getting nicer and I got to tell you AP, it was quite the flashpoint up here in Massachusetts. Uh, the governor it was under siege from the golf community that, that would be putting it lightly, but Massachusetts has been, you know, basically the slowest state to return. We've also been the yes. safest state in America, basically, throughout this summer. Um, so, you know, to say I've been watching golf and how it relates to the pandemic, both on a local level <laughs> as well as in a national and PGA level, uh, would that would be an understatement. So, again, golf was the trigger to really have, uh, you know, a lot of people upset in Massachusetts, namely small business owners, because it was the one that we were the last to open and therefore, you know, was the subject everybody was using up here uh, back when times were a whole lot tougher than they've been this summer, I, I must say, for the last month or two. So, um so yeah, so it just is again another milestone, a major is upon us, and let's just hope all goes well out there in San Francisco. Yeah, I think it'll be fine, John. I think everything will be, people will be rearing to watch it, and yes, no problems, I don't think. I totally agree. There's no reason to believe there will be any problems, you know, whatsoever. Um, by the way, interesting news over the weekend with, you know, Doug Peterson, the coach of the <clears throat> Philadelphia Eagles tested positive. Uh, yes. He's asymptomatic. But, you know, as we all know, the NFL has uh, basically returned to training camps and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's getting here. It's rounding into form, getting into full swing. Preseason has been eliminated but season scheduled to start on time, which would be, I believe, Thursday, September 10th, Texans at Chiefs, where they'll raise the Super Bowl trophy in Arrowhead Stadium. That should be quite a sight. Um, yes. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, you know going to be interesting to watch AP with uh, you know the NFL players opting out, as we know, up here in Patriot Land. AP, there's been, I think. Eight, which is the most of any team in the NFL. So hot topic up here and really around the league. So um, bears watching, to say the least. Uh, I give the NFL all the credit in the world for conducting business as usual up to now. And, you know, I frankly hope it all hope it continues as we all do. You know, they held free agency on time. They held you know, the draft on time, what have you. So they're just moving forward. And frankly, I, I think it's the best approach. Yeah, John, I think the term is they plow ahead no matter what's going on around them. They sure do. <clears throat> they sure do. And uh, But now it's getting real. They're, you know, 
uh, teams are getting together, arriving in training camps. It's getting underway. And uh, so, yeah, so it's going to be uh, interesting to watch. Of course, you know, up here again, AP, uh, a Cam Newton, uh, you know, is becoming already larger than life. Uh, as Cam Newton does. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> fun to watch. Um, y- you know, I- I've been calling for a while the Patriots as the most interesting team in all of sports in recent years, uh, as we well know. And uh, from the moment they signed Cam Newton, I think they've got that spot secured yet again <laughs> for the coming year. I really do. Yeah, yeah, thanks, John, because you're the former MVP of the league and you're saying a one-year minimum contract. Um, if I'm the head coach, you know, and Bill Belichick, we don't know what's on his mind, but would you project him as the starter, former MP, versus a quarterback that's thrown four passes? Unequivocally, AP. I mean, I'll, I'll boil it down to one simple sentence. I said the moment he was signed. They didn't sign Cam Newton not to be the starter. Period. <laughs> it's just that simple. Yeah, uh, I, I mean that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking, John. That's what yes. you're thinking, but I'm not sure what Belichick's thinking. We're, all right, well, we, none of us are going to yeah. you know try to determine what Belichick's thinking. I think there'll be a genuine, healthy competition between he and Stidham. Period. I, I truly believe yeah, that, I that's, as there was between. Brady and Bledsoe and Brady moving up the ranks as a four string to back up to, we all know the rest of the story and AP mm-hmm. here we are at the end of the show. I want to thank you so much for calling in and adding your expertise. Lots of NBA, NHL, baseball underway, football swinging into camp. A uh, lot going on suddenly, but it's uh, we've, Waited for a long time, and here it is. So, loving it. Yes, yes. It'll be something to watch, John. Uh, they canceled all the exhibition game. They moved college football back. Um, yep. You know, basketball is trying to get through the season. Baseball is trying to stay healthy, and, you know, hockey is being played, and golf. And so, you know, it's, you know, it'd be interesting to see, John, which one is able to endure through the season without too many hiccups absolutely we went from nothing to non-stop but ap i just want to thank you so much for calling in great show and look forward to doing it all again next week my pleasure john thank you and as always thank you all for listening to all around sports and we look forward to doing it all again next monday at noon eastern time Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.